Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Wad Podcast. I'm your host, Corey. Thankful you're here once again uh, listening to the episodes. A lot of craziness going on right now, guys. Um, so much going on that uh, if you really focus on it, it can uh, be pretty hard to take. Um, recording this, um, before I go into that stuff, recording this on the eve of, uh, for myself as a reboot, um, I've been doing, I'm doing 30 days of running just for the fun of it, which running is not fun for me. I'm terrible at it, but I've never really like relearned how to run since I've had my hips done. And I, I think I talked about this on the last episode as well. It's day 13 right now. Um, I do a minimum of one mile. And so what I try to do is, is I try to feel out my first few, uh, laps, first few 400s and see how my body's feeling and responding, um, with hip and hip replacements, a lot of repetitive, um, impact movements can throw my body for a loop, um, mainly surprisingly in my lower back. Now, what I've done recently is I got some actual running shoes, which I haven't been, I've been using CrossFit shoes when I'm running. So, um, it's been a little bit rough on my knees and my ankles uh, and I've had some back issues too, but, um, back issues are from a football injury in college that, um, I've been working on. I do a lot of reverse hypers and, um, I have an e-stim machine that I got from a friend of mine at the gym and that's been helping. All of it's been helping. And I've had my shoes now for the last three days and I've definitely noticed a, a huge difference on that. So shoes make a huge difference and, and it's worth trying a few pairs. Um, if you get some that don't work, you can always sell them on eBay and whatnot. But, um, the reboot for me is I'm going to continue for the next 17 days here for running, but, uh, nutritionally and, uh, the exercise movements that I'm doing outside of the, the running for 30 days thing, I'm going to get back into functional lifting, um, but then also doing some CrossFit workouts as well. Um, people have asked me why I went away from CrossFit, which I haven't, I just don't post much about that. Um, people that follow me know that I, I do CrossFit and, you know, obviously with the uh, wad being in the title of the podcast, I talk about CrossFit quite a bit and, and what it's done for me over the years, but, um, I just don't post a lot about it. There's plenty of pages out there that talk about it. And, um, if you really look, you can see that my whole gym setup at home is a CrossFit gym. Um, but what my focus is on, um, is my weaknesses. One of which is I have, I had sports hernia. I don't even know how long ago, but there's still some weakness and um, mobility issues that cause some hip flexor issues. And so I'm going to work on uh, strengthening my core. I'm also going to continue to do some back rehab. And then um, since I've been running, actually, my, my knee has felt a lot better. And so I'm going to focus on my knee rehab as well. So it's core, which includes my lower back and then my knee rehab uh, to continue to heal. Uh, and, and really like that's been my main mantra in the last few years is just continue to heal. And what's coming out of that is the change in the show. Um, but I'm also looking at doing a rebranding. Um, anxiety wad is very niche. Um, it's, it's a mental health is, is still going to be part of the show. Like I mentioned, and I'll talk about, um, bullying and, and living your truest self and how that affected my anxiety later on in the show. Um, but I want to incorporate other areas and the rebranding is going to include, um, a name that's a little bit, I haven't really decided on it and it's going to be, um, figured out here in the next couple of weeks. And I'll obviously make a post about that and let you guys know what it's going to be. Um, I've actually, um, 
gotten, I'm getting some help from someone that's much more creative than I am. Uh, she's, uh, she's very creative and um, is helping me kind of put my thoughts together. I went in a huge mental block with the names and whatnot, but what we're going to be doing is, is focusing on improvement and, and getting better and raising, um, your levels and, and, you know, elevating our, our physical, mental, and spiritual, or whatever you, you believe in the spiritual aspect and religious aspect, but just elevating all that, those areas of life, self-improvement, um, consistent effort over time is kind of the theme of where the show is going to be. Um, and so I'm going to be rebranding the show to kind of include all those three areas, the triad, if you will. And I'm pretty excited about it. It opens up a lot of areas of focus that I can talk about. I've been in, you know, the health and wellness space for something. I graduated in 2000 from college with a degree in exercise science, exercise physiology, whatever you want to call it. And so that's, you know, 22 years I've been in some shape or form involved in that stuff. And I'm excited to talk about that. I haven't really talked about it much on the show, but it's a huge part of my day to day. So I'm looking forward to incorporating that into what we talk to, um, talk about on the show. Um, so if you got any questions in, you know, health, wellness, nutrition, please send them over. I'm going to cover them. I'll go over them and uh, looking forward to discussing some of those areas. If you got questions on mental health, please send them over. You know, obviously anxiety with the show being an anxiety wide show. Um, I do have some experience with depression, both personally and in the coaching. So we'll talk about that as well. And then anything else, you know, I, I'm a huge sports guy. I played sports up until I was 26 years old. Um, both at the high school, college, and elite levels. That's not both. That's be all three areas. Um, so if we want to talk about that as well, or anything in general, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about something I really don't know anything about. I just it's very inauthentic. Um, I can find and direct you to resources. Um, one of the things I'm doing personally is I'm learning more about different ways to uh, mitigate chronic pain. Um, you know, I, I'm obviously a proponent of Kratom, talked about that on the show, um, CBD as well. Um, but I'm doing some research on some other areas on, you know, nutrition, healing your gut. Um, there's some research out there on something called Ibogaine. Um, and I'm, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to look into it and get some information on it. There's some really Chris Bell, um, bigger, stronger, faster guy. Uh, he is Mark Bell. If you've heard of, uh, strong, um, the strong gym and um what's it called what's his little invention that he did oh slingshot mark bell and his, his brother chris is someone that put something up the other day on ibogaine i was like oh interesting very cool um he's got a very similar story to some of the stuff i've been through and so that's the what i'm, I'm learning on in the side I, i'm not an expert on um pain mitigation i am a, an expert on my own um, i've gotten pretty good at it you know some days i'm more successful than others um, but what I want to do is give you guys information on areas that you're focusing on in your life. What is it that you want to improve on? What do you want to get better at? And it's very easy to focus on what we're bad at, but what are you trying to get better at? Like, let's, let's try to shift the focus on what's going on in the world today and all the negative stuff. There's so much negative out right now. And I can't believe it. I just, I ended up not, I don't go on Facebook much. I don't go on, uh, you know, Twitter much. I, I stay on Instagram. Um, it's easier for me to kind of scroll past stuff on Instagram. Not that I don't want to be informed and I don't want to be involved. Um, but I am someone that is empathetic and I'm an empath. And so when I read that negative stuff, I get a very negative, uh, mood pretty instantly. You know, I've gotten better at, 
saying those aren't my emotions, they're theirs. Um, but I have to be careful because it's very easily for me to read something that's so troubling that I kind of absorb it and then it comes out. And I, I, I don't want to get in the habit of doing that again. I've done that in the past. And so um, moving on to what I talked about is is um, the bullying. Um, I, this was someone that um, I'm working with on the, the creative space mentioned that this should be something that I should talk about because I was someone that was very creative and artistic and I let, um, I'm sorry, I took my hand off. That's probably pretty loud, but I took my, uh, creative side of my life and, and kind of stifled it because it was something that I got picked on about and, you know, being called an art nerd and being made fun of for how my art looked and, um, you know, some of that stuff stuck with me. And so wanting to be accepted, wanting to not be bullied mainly more than anything. Um, you know, I came from a very loving household and I was accepted there and shown love there and, and everything that I could ever need at home I was given. But as a kid, you want to be accepted by your friend group. And so anything that made me different, I would just get rid of. Um, and my mom, I remember this, she would always tell me that you tend to care about other people more so than yourself. And I was like, yeah, whatever, mom, she's pretty right. I mean, and to this day, I, I still have to be careful with that, but the creative side, I, I wish I would have stuck with it and I wish I would have, um, and, and you, those of you that know me can kind of see it in what I wear, you know, that that's a way of I, me expressing like what's inside my head and what I see visually. I'm a very visual person and I probably said on the show before, but like every movie or TV show I've ever seen, I can pretty much remember. Like it just sticks in my head. I don't know why it's completely useless unless we're playing trivia or something like that. <laughs> I just, I remember that. And like, I'll hear a song on the radio be like, oh yeah, that was in this movie and this person was in it. And, but that person was also in this movie and that movie and this movie and that movie. That's just how my brain works. Um, but getting back to the bullying, I, I would just, I shoved it away um, because I felt different. I didn't, I don't, I don't know if I was good or not. And it's kind of irrelevant. We're all creative people. Um, and, and just like your healing and anxiety, there's people that have a higher rep count. Well, with art, it's like healing for anxiety. Some people practice it more and, and they take their time with it. I wasn't someone that able, was able to take my time with it. So I was easily frustrated. And so when I'm being easily frustrated with creating art and the fact that it was pointed out to me, um, by a teacher or two, maybe, um, I know one for sure, one teacher that was very critical of my artistic abilities and, and how I was doing art. It was just different. Um, but then my friend, my friend group would kind of tease me about it as well. So the high frustration level on top of the negative attention is why I stifled it. And coming back around to anxiety and the reason that my anxiety got really, really bad is I had lost who I was. And the, the thing about bullying is you try to change who you are to be accepted. And when that happens, you lose yourself. And for me, losing myself was this scary place because I was so sure of who I was for so long. And like I talked about on the last episode of, of this fork in the road where my life changed, where I was this, um, I was about to start uh, my fr uh, freshman year of college football. I was in the starting lineup and uh, the NCAA clearinghouse deemed me ineligible. My life took a left turn and I basically took up the screw it attitude and just kind of went on a tear up for myself, beating myself up. 
um, both physically and mentally. Um, but I lost myself. And, and so what I, what I recommend to you is, is do these things, um, the personal development things. And if you can find a course on learning about yourself, uh, and I'm going to try to pull this up here. I have a daily ritual, and this is the ritual I got from uh, a class I took. I'm not sure what class and where it was, but it was uh, figure out your um, your values. Where is it now? Okay, so every morning I read my values, and then I read a vision statement of what my best case scenario is for my life, just to kind of picture it out there. Um, obviously you want to be able to hit a target that you can see because when you're shooting, which is your daily practice, you want to be able to know what you're shooting at so you can eventually hit it. Um, and then I read my goals. Um, I read mantras and I do some positivity. Um, but learning about yourself is your values. Your values is going to set up the playing field. What's out of bounds. So whatever I value in my life, if there's a decision to be made that falls out of line with what I value, it's an easy no. Okay. It's just, it's a way to set up the out of bounds, um, for the playing field. Next up, um, I, I have, I wrote down what I believe and your beliefs are just thoughts that are on repeat. You know, we've said that before. If you want to change what you believe, you believe that you're terrified. You believe that for me, flying was going to kill me or if I was going to die before I went to bed, I had to change my thoughts because after you think something long enough, it becomes a belief. So by writing those down, you're going to be like, okay, I believe these things about my life and you can do it for any area in your life. Uh, and, and being able to change what you believe is done through hacking your thoughts. As we say that all the time on the show. After we do that, um, we do, do something and, and, um, not do something, What we write down is what am I good at? Right. I want to write down the things that I am really good at now. This isn't a chance to be like, well, I suck at this. I suck at that. Be like, no, what are you good at? Right. I'm good at helping people with anxiety. Boom. There's one. I'm good at remembering things that I see visually. I'm good at remembering movies, <laughs> which is totally useless, but like it'll come back around here at the end. Okay. Then I write down, what am I passionate about? Health, wellness, nutrition, helping people, um, humor, positivity, positivity, you know, sports, whatever. Like I write down those things I'm passionate about. You know, talents is something you're born with. Skills and expertise is next. Okay, what have you developed a skill in, right? I've I've developed skills in coaching people through anxiety over time. I developed skills in X, Y, or Z. And so I'm gonna write those all down. And so where your values, your talent, your passion, and your skills overlap, that's where you're going to help find your purpose. And when you know your purpose, you're going to really know who you are as a person. Now, don't fret if you think that that is too big of a thing. I still don't know exactly what my purpose is. I know it has to do with helping people. And that's good enough for me, right? I, I'm just going to keep helping people until I can look back and be like, oh yeah, that's my purpose. I mean, I have a very, I'm very close to figuring that one out, but it's because I've done that work. And so once you know that purpose, you can develop your, your values and your beliefs around that. And when I started doing my values, I just went on Google and found some, like, I'm like, oh yeah, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. And then through doing these personal development activities, I've kind of, you know, taken some out, added some new ones and really streamlined that for myself. So I have a solid base for, um, decision-making all that encompasses is 
being able to stay true to yourself. Because when I was not true to myself, I lived a lifetime as a kickboxer. I'm a very peaceful person. I don't like fighting. I hate it. I can if I have to, but I don't have to most of the time. I can de-escalate pretty quickly. Um, I lived my life, a, a lifetime as a football player, but I wasn't really a football player. I was good at football, um, but like I wasn't like a cocky, you know, whatever those, whatever you want to think of like the typical movie football player. I'm not like that. You know, and then I lived a lifetime of a partier. Not really like that. Like, I, I don't drink anymore. I didn't drink in high school much, if any. Um, and so I wasn't staying true to myself, and it caused chaos mentally for myself. And it was very tough to navigate life when I was not remaining true to myself. And the reason being is I was so worried about being accepted again. Like, I want to be in this group because that's who I am. I want to be in this group because that's who I am. I want to be in this group because they'll accept me. They'll love me. And in turn, I'll love myself. And the biggest lesson I learned is that I had to do that for myself first, and then the right people come into my life. I have to love myself first, each and every morning, each and every night, each and every day, minute by minute, and be like, no, no, reset. Let's try again. Don't beat yourself up. You're doing it the best you can. No, no, no. Reset. This is who you are. That's good enough for you, right? You enjoy doing this. Don't worry about what they think. Anytime that you give the weight of someone else's opinion more weight than you have um, given your own opinion, you're losing, right? All of your power is encompassed in the ability to give self-love. It is encompassed in the ability to create your own thoughts and tweak them in the moment when they start to fall to the side of fear, when they start to fall to the side of sadness, when they start to fall to the side of worry, especially if you give that power to someone else. Be like, I'm going to let you decide how I feel about this. Your power is completely gone. Just like with anxiety, you let the fear take over, you know, it's pretty hard to win. But when you take that power back and be like, hey, there's my ugly little friend, anxiety again. Anxiety is in the spotlight. They're like, wait a minute. I don't like that. And it deflates the power it has over you. So as soon as you can take that opinion from someone else, push it to the side and be like, nope, nope. This is how I feel about it. And that's what matters to me. You're powerful. And that's when your um, identity comes into play. That's, that's who you are, is remaining true to what your gut is telling you about what you want to do in life and staying on that path. Because as soon as you go off the path, it's like when your golf ball goes out of bounds. Like you got to try to find it, probably not going to find it. And if you golf like me, your bag is full of balls because they go all over the place. But when you do the personal development thing, finding your life purpose, the fairway gets wider and you're more than likely going to hit the ball down the center because you know who you are, right? Knowing who you are is a way to navigate life. It's a way to see a direction. It's an arrow that points you say, we're going to head in this direction. So my advice for you is, is take time to evaluate who you are, evaluate what you like, evaluate what you're talented at. What were you born with? What's the gifts that you have? What skills have you learned over the years? What do you value? What do you believe? And how all that stuff overlaps is going to be like the um, direction point of your life's purpose. Now, I think a little bit has been inflated on, I'm living my purpose or I'm living my passion. I'm working in my passion. I'm living in my purpose. 
fantastic, right? I, I want you to find those things, but you can still um, be happy if you're not working in your area of passion or purpose, right? Like you can still, like I, I don't make any money on this podcast. I don't make any money on coaching, but that is my life's purpose. And that's a part of my passion, right? And it's very rewarding. It's probably the most rewarding thing that I've done other than being a father, a brother, and a, a husband. I almost said wife. <laughs> no, it's been one of those days. So yeah, that, that's kind of my spiel on, on why it's important to remain true to yourself. Don't let the opinion of other people um, carry the weight. Uh, you you take your power back and, and live true to what your gut's telling you. And if the, the voice of your gut is really quiet, it's because you've been listening to what other people are telling you, right? Now, other people can be there to encourage you on your path, but it's your path. You decide where you're heading. I think that, you know, as we're kids, you know, both from our parents, um, like I said, fortunately for me, my parents were wonderful, um, but I listened more so to what other kids were telling me because I am different than them. I think differently than them. And I thought that was a bad thing. But now it's my most powerful talent is, is how I think. And I believe that about myself now. I didn't believe that for, about myself for so long that I had no... I had no ability to hear the voice of my gut. I did not take that. And I went um, to the left and then I went to the right and I zigzagged back and forth and was just lost in this wilderness. And and speaking of wilderness, there's a, a fantastic quote that my mom told me the other day. I'm going to try to not kill it, but here we go. And it really kind of like gives a good metaphor for where I was at at that point in my life. It's like picture your life as a journey or your path to spiritual enlightenment as rows of large evergreen trees. You can't see the second row behind the first um, because it's blocking your view. But as you walk through that first row, the second view comes into view. The second row comes into view. For some people, it can be disappointing to see there's another whole row to contend with. But all the new lessons that we're hiding be, um, become blessings and we get to know who we really are. And so for me, like getting th past the first phase of my anxiety, was a blessing because it gave me the tools and it gave me um, those those things that I brought along on my scavenger hunt to get past the second row. And as you get past these rows of evergreens, you need to look at the things that you have learned as blessings because they're gonna get you through each row. Now, as you keep walking, the rows get less and less dense. Like there's less and less trees, but when you do get stuck in the rows of trees, it's going to scratch you up pretty hard, but you bounce back a lot faster. That's how healing works. So don't be afraid to walk through the first row. Don't be afraid to walk through the second row. Look back and say, look how many rows I've walked through. Because for me, losing myself was exactly what I needed to get to a point that when people say me, they can be like, man, that guy really knows who he is. He, he's not afraid to be himself. And those of you that know me know that I'm not afraid to be myself. You know, sometimes feel fault, but that's just how I have to be in order to be happy. Because realistically, that's what we need to be doing is finding ways to remain happy. Our natural state is joy. So if you're not in a natural state of joy, are you really being true to yourself? Are you listening to someone else's opinion? Are you listening to that anxiety voice that has gotten so loud that you can no longer hear your gut voice? Your belief and my belief at the time was that I was terrified of everything. My belief at the time when my anxiety was the worst that I, like tonight is the night I'm gonna die. 
I believe that with all of my heart. And I slept with an ice pack on my chest to kind of slow down my heart for a good three years, almost every night. And I would get up and put get a new one out of the freezer and I would always have ice packs. So the, the person I was dating at the time would know when my anxiety was really bad because I would have an ice pack. But I believe that. Perfect health. I was an athlete. I worked out all the time. But I still believe that there was something wrong with my heart. I got EKGs, EEGs, all kinds of stuff checked out. But I had convinced myself that I was going to die. Because that voice was so loud. I had these thoughts on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. Right? If you tell yourself long enough that you're a lemon, you're going to start to believe that you're a lemon. That's just how our brains work. So if you want to change your beliefs, change your thoughts, change your thoughts that are on repeat. Good to go. All right, last up, let's talk about some fitness. So I'm a master's athlete. I'm 42 years old. And in athlete years, I'm probably 77. Just with how many sports I've played over the years. I tried out for the NFL up until I was 26 years old. I played two sports in college for three years. And I played, you know, basketball since I was in first grade. Um, I have no idea how many times I sprained my ankle, but it's probably a good 10 to 15, I don't even know, a year, forever. <laughs> Maybe that's a little exaggeration, but, um, you know, my body needs different things than most people. And uh, the important thing about that, and my point being, is that I have to really listen to my body, right? If I go out and I run my first lap and then I start stretching, my body's like, dude, what are you doing again? Like my Achilles are tight or my calves are tight or my lower back sore. I'm going to do a little bit more stretching uh, than I normally would. And this is probably pretty obvious, but um, don't skip on that stuff. Don't be like, well, I'm just going to start going and I'm going to get warm. Um, as you get older and as you have more time under tension, it take it's more important to take time to get loose than it is to get going on your workout. Even if you're busy, Try to plan on extra five minutes. If you just, if you have three minutes, do as many burpees as you can in three minutes, which sucks. But by the time you get done, you're going to feel pretty damn good and you're going to be loose and your body's going to be like, okay, let's hit this. But don't skip out on your warm up. On the other side of that, don't skip up, skip out on your recovery. When you're done working out, are you working on some mobility? Are you working on some cool down stretches? Are you hydrating? Are you feeding yourself nutritious food? Are you taking time at night to roll out on a roller? Think of it like a car. Like you change the oil in your car, right? So your recovery is like changing the oil in your body. If you eat enough fats, your joints are gonna be lubricated and work well, right? I'm a big dude. I need some good fats. I need good healthy fats. MCT oil is a regular staple in my, in my diet because it helps my joints. But if I take that out, I can tell. If I add in acidic food, I can tell. And so listen to your body. If your body's sore, figure out what you're doing that is creating that inflammation. More than likely, it is a factor of things. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not recovering. You're under-recovering, basically. So if you're, this is going to probably irk a few people. If you're working out too much, you're going to crash. And if you're working out because that's your therapy, you're going to crash. Because like we found out, when the gyms are taken away, you're still left with yourself. So like mentally, don't skip out on the recovery work. 
keep healing, keep doing the work. If you have any questions on what you need to do for that, let me know. But if you're under recovering, if you're not taking care of your body outside of the gym, you're going to crash. You're going to get injured. You're going to hurt yourself. And then you're not going to have anything to do for working out, right? I'm sure there's people listening to me right now that have hurt their shoulder. If you're a CrossFitter, people that have hurt their lower back, if they're a CrossFitter, right? Or anybody doing exercise, if you under recover or you under warm up more than likely, you're going to hurt yourself. So listen to your body, take care of it. Your body is a temple. Like they say, you're not going to go in and throw like pudding all over the walls of your temple. It's like, so getting back to the car, if your car takes a lot of gas, don't put diesel into it. Make sure you're eating healthy food, right? And if you're one that thinks, well, eating healthy is expensive. No, it's not. If you have questions on that, let me know. I make my lunches and breakfast every week and it's under a hundred bucks. That's five, five lunches, five breakfasts, five snacks and yeah, two, well, so 10 snacks, two snacks a day under hundred bucks. That's my rant. Take care of your body. Take care of your mind. Take care of your soul. Listen to your gut. Be your own biggest cheerleader. You can do this. And if nothing else, if all else fails, just smile. It's hard to be upset when you smile. And if you don't believe me and you have kids, when they're upset, smile at them and say, why can't you smile? See what happens. So next time you're feeling down, worried, scared, whatever you may be feeling, ask yourself, why don't you just smile and then look in the mirror and smile at yourself? Which reminds me of my dad. <laughs> When he, he would call me at college and my friends would be walking around and be like, Hey, say hi to your dad. All my friends would say hi to my dad. He'd be like, Oh yeah. Hey, tell him to go look in the mirror, smile and say hi from uncle Doug or grandpa Doug or whatever he would say at the time or from Doug, the dad, that, that was his usual one. Go, go look in the mirror, smile and say hi from Doug, the dad. So next time you're struggling, next time you're having a bad day, go look in the mirror, smile at yourself and say hi from coach Corey. Have yourself a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. And please keep coming back, guys. We're going to figure this out. We'll see you later.